sandwich if I called a hot dog a sandwich? Do you think that you would be fine with it? If not, then why? Let's bust this wide. Mary, Carrie, Kelly, oh my, is it a sandwich? Well, let's decide. Welcome to the show where we ask, where's the beef? Uh, and I'm your producer, Matt Ardill, who, like Dave Thomas, does not cut corners. Uh, and now it's time for Order Up. Oh, that's I love funny. that, Matt. We needed to have a good Dave Thomas tie-in to, to this podcast. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Kelly Zemnikas, coming to you from Toronto, Canada. And I love this podcast medium because nobody at home knows or can see that I have not brushed my hair, uh, nor that my face is having a bit of a day with the acne. But uh, but now you do, because I've told you at home. I love being in my mid-40s, guys. I really, I really do. Um, and I've got my friends here with me to talk food. Uh, Carrie Haim, is there is there a meal that sort of summarizes, because we're recording this on a Sunday, is there a meal that sort of summarizes your week this week? How was the week? <laughs> A meal that summarizes my week. Well, I have two kids. Um, they're 10 and 12 years old. And about a year ago, I went on a cooking strike because these children don't. I cook lovely food, schnitzel and mashed potatoes and like the food of my people. And um, then they complain about this food. And I don't, I don't love cooking. Like I, it's fine. I don't, you know, but I don't love it. It's not a passion of mine. I love to eat it, but I don't love to cook it. So about a year ago, I said, forget this. So no one's going hungry, but I'm not cooking. So my son is very picky. I'm making grilled cheese. I'm making chicken fingers and fries in the oven. I'm making like pizza, frozen pizza. I'm really, I've, so I actually ran into another mom in the grocery today and she's telling me about her week menu. And I went, oh my God, you're like a real mom, like cooking like lasagna and stuff. And I'm like, I'm sort of neglect. No one's hungry over here. It's all good. So this week's um, meal, I suppose, would have been just really good grilled cheese sandwiches. That was my meal of the week, which gets eaten up. Nobody, it doesn't go to waste. It fills them up. No one complains about it. Mummy is very happy. And, you know, that's it's sad and pathetic, but that's where I am. I love how <laughs> in the Zoom, no one can, no one knows this at home, but everyone's nodding their heads right now. We're all like, yep, grilled cheese, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guilt around food when you're Jewish and when you're a mom. There's a lot of guilt around how much you feed your kids, how well you feed your kids. What, and it's taken me a little while to go, I was making really lovely food and no one was eating it. So <laughs> I'm miserable. They're miserable. Then I still have to make toast or something. Mm -hmm. So grilled cheese it is, people. Let's just go with what we like. Mary's applauding. Mary Thank Kennedy you. over in LA. What about you? Is it a grilled cheese week? Um. <laughs> well, here's, here's the deal, guys. I am the granddaughter of a pastry chef. My grandmother was a pastry chef, and then her husband was the tax commissioner of Massachusetts, so she had to make incredible meals for dignitaries and diplomats across the great nation, right? So I was never allowed in her kitchen, so I don't know how to cook, and I married an Italian man. Oh my. And so for me, I can, there's smoke and mirrors when I do the lasagna, that's one of my specialties, and then 
uh, I could basically put an onion in some boiling water and pretend that I'm making a roast, but I don't. I'm 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 I am a microwaver. I I make chicken nuggets. I uh, I made an egg sandwich with my son, and it was traumatic. Uh, I don't touch raw meat because it's frightening. I you know, and here I am doing a podcast about food, but it's fine. I eat it. I'm 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 incredible as an eater. But yeah, no, it's it's I'm not a cooker, and my husband begrudges me because now it's to the point where it, he knows it's never going to change. I mean, we've been married almost 20 years. Like there's not one day that I'm going to come out and go, look at these incredible au gratin potatoes with a side of grilled chicken and some, you know, uh, broccoli rob or ever. I think it's rabe. I have no idea. So, here so that was my week. And I too have two children who, you know. Uh, these people are killing us, Mary. So I know, 14 and 15, no. and they are capable human beings. And yeah, they should yeah. be able to make mommy dinner because mm-hmm. I've, I've earned it. But that's me. You have. <laughs> I don't have two children, but I have two parents that I live with. Uh, and last night, I was going to make this phyllo uh, pie with butternut squash and kale. Because oh. I am the, I guess, more the chefy one of the three of us. Um, but uh, genius here. Uh, could not find phyllo. So I went for puff pastry and then I didn't put enough in the pan. So um, we had a butternut squash on a piece of phyllo and I told him he liked it. So (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we'll wrap it up uh, with our producer and our fourth host of this show, Matt. What was, what was a meal that described your week accurately? You know, it's kind of a Canadian tradition, a classic craft dinner, you know, just oh, simple, nice. easy. It, it, it was a week of just running around, just like something I could throw in and do in 15, 15 minutes and then put in my mouth. Uh, that's the kind of week that I've been having. Uh, <laughs> although our, my, my mother-in-law got, brought us these, they have like double size boxes now. Yeah. We had that from the, I'm like, there's leftovers. This never happens. This is, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. <laughs> it was a new experience. I kind of love that. Uh, we, of course, have been talking over the past five episodes, mostly looking at one question in particular. Is a hamburger a sandwich? We are ending it off with, I think... Uh, just mm-hmm. just the best voice possible. Uh, we're going to get to our guest in just a second to answer this question. We've had uh, varying opinions. I just want to let everyone know, uh, so far we are at two for no's, two for maybe. John Catucci was a solid yes. Plansky, <laughs> I think with the best answer, if it wants to be, which I think <laughs> has been my favorite of those uh, so we're going to get to our guest in a second. But Matt, uh, maybe we'll start off with a fun fact. Do you have any uh, do you have any fun hamburger facts for today's podcast? Well, it, it turns out that I have been eating illegal hamburgers my entire life. I have actually been a rebel and not known it. Um, the, the I had like a nice medium rare hamburger, uh, but the official safe temperature of hamburger meat in Canadian law and at municipal look levels, provincial acts, 71 degrees Celsius. That's 159.8 degrees Fahrenheit. That's eight degrees higher 
than what is accepted as medium rare. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't have that little, like, red red in the middle and there's a little bit of ooze, I just don't like it. So I have been a much more cool, rebellious person than I ever realized, <laughs> thanks to hamburgers. He's going to get a leather jacket. It's going to have a big hamburger printed on the back. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you're, and, you're, boy. and you're still alive. I've yeah. seen Excellent. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, I think this blends in very nicely uh, to our guest today. We're going to find out if he cooks it at the proper temperature. Um, Carrie, yes. who is our guest today? Okay. Well, you will not find a more passionate sandwich connoisseur than today's guest. He's originally from Sydney, Australia. He moved to New York in 2016 to work as a lawyer. And then he ate a pastrami sandwich. And everything changed. He is now a, listen to this, listen to this. He's a New York sandwich tour guide. Okay, people? He takes people on sandwich walking tours. So if you didn't have a good reason to go to New York before, you do now. Everyone, please welcome Ben Golan. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks, everyone, for having me on. This is great. Amazing. So let me ask you this question, because I am going to ask you the question today. Uh, have you been to Katz's Deli and have you had the pastrami? Of course. The Katz's Deli <laughs> is the pilgrimage for any New Yorker or anyone around the world who loves a sandwich. It's an institution. It's been there for roughly 130 years. They know what they're doing, but it is not the best sandwich in New York by a very long margin. Ooh. That is my Fighting words, fighting words. But tell us why then, and then we'll get into the questions. I'm excited because I am going to tell you I had that pastrami sandwich and it just melts in your mouth. It's so delicious. But I want to hear, I want to hear that it's not the best sandwich. Tell me why, tell me why. So the main reason is the sandwich itself is not great. The meat is incredible. Ah, yes. Hats literally spend 10 days making that delicious pastrami and then they pair it together with the worst bread <laughs> you've ever felt in your entire life. <laughs> on the first bite and then you just have a plate of meat. Oh. So it is a plate of meat masquerading as a sandwich. The meat is the best pastrami in the city. The sandwich is not fantastic. I'm going to get myself in trouble by saying that out loud, but it is what it is. Wow. You know what? I'm glad you deconstructed that for me because I agree. I agree. <laughs> it, it is a plate of meat. And if it is a plate of meat, then therefore it is not a sandwich. <laughs> so now, look at how I transition to this. Now I can ask you, is, ladies and gentlemen, a hamburger a sandwich? Undoubtedly so. Oh, he's so oh. confident. I really like that. But well. <laughs> Quite literally, uh, as Kerry said in the introduction, mm-hmm. I run sandwich walking tours here in New York City with my company, A Man and His Sandwich. <laughs> I love it. I know. Kerry, the laugh is not the normal reaction when people find out about me deciding to stop being a lawyer to start doing sandwiches. But it's I'm not a- laughing at you, Ben. I'm laughing. I'm like so excited because it's such a, some people are so miserable in their jobs and like you're doing, you did this thing that I think that people dream of doing, right? And we're looking at you going, yay, Ben did it. You know, it's so amazing. <laughs> it, it is amazing. It was a terrible financial decision to begin with, but it's <laughs> it's turned around. Uh, 
<laughs> but the other element of my company is that I now do sandwich cooking classes. Ooh. During COVID, when walking tours couldn't happen, I turned walking tours into a, a one-hour online class where you come and join me, we make a sandwich, and we literally talk about the construction of sandwiches, the history of them, and then we debate whether or not a burger, a hot dog, a taco, a burrito, a lasagna, you name it, we debate sandwiches. So this is why I confidently say, yes, a burger is a sandwich. You, oh, my face when you said lasagna, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, think about it. Layers of carbs, meats and cheese in the middle. Why would a lasagna not be a sandwich? Okay, I have a headache. This is killing me. Wow. wow. Lasa- no, lasagna. <laughs> First of all, it's the only meal I make. Secondly, <laughs> the um no, it's 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 boiled noodles. But are you saying cuz it's a wheat product and you consider it a sandwich? Well, we have to really dig into what a sandwich is constructed of. Are you trying to suggest Mary that you have to have bread for something to be a sandwich? I have to have bread for anything to be anything. I love bread. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the that. right answer. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, has to be, it should be portable though. Don't you think, Ben? Portability is a big element of sandwiches, but what about the French croque madame, which has cheese and egg on top of a ham and cheese sandwich? Oh, that just blew it out of the water. Oh, yeah. Those but f- I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take that along with me. <laughs> Like an accessory or a purse. I would have to sit down and physically eat that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, with dignity and grace. I, right. like I, I don't know. I feel like, and you're a lawyer, so I really can't fight with you, even though I was a paralegal. Like, I know you're going to have things up your sleeve. Um, this is literally my job. Literally my job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's our next question Where does the hamburger come from? So, in, uh, so there's two answers to that question. The genesis of the hamburger is the Hamburg steak. So back in Hamburg, Germany, um, farmers would turn Hamburg cows into Hamburg steaks and they were served just as the meat itself. German immigrants then came to America and brought the Hamburg steak with them, Um, but uh, we also love bread just as much as you do. Mm -hmm. So we decided to serve Hamburg steaks in between two slices of bread to create the Hamburg sandwich. Eventually, the Hamburg sandwich was turned into the Hamburger by White Castle in <gasps> 1916 purely as a marketing strategy. Oh. So for anyone who doesn't think a burger is a sandwich, it was quite literally called the Hamburg sandwich before marketing took over and called it the Hamburger. Mm, wow. This is crazy. You still didn't get me, though. I still do not believe that it is a sandwich. Because it's a, di- it's a dinner item. It's a dinner item. That is what brings me over the thing. I would never order a sandwich for dinner, but I would order a hamburger for dinner. Mary, you've never lived if you've never had a sandwich for dinner. Uh, come, come I can't. To house, come to my house. I'll make you a nice grilled cheese. <laughs> exactly. The grilled cheese. Why aren't we eating grilled cheeses for dinners? Why aren't we eating breakfast sandwiches for dinner, otherwise known as Brina? <laughs> You're right. No, I agree with you. But that, okay. Um, what are, uh, here's my other question. I, I'm afraid to really go, this could be like a new lawyer show, you and I, yelling about hamburgers and 
I rest my case. All right. What are the perfect hamburger toppings? There is no such thing. Uh, Burgers, sandwiches, and everything else is totally dependent upon your own palate. The only thing I would suggest is that balance is the most important thing in any sandwich or any burger, whatever you want to call it. That's one of the reasons Katz isn't the best sandwich because it's delicious meat, but it focuses only on that. You want to balance everything together to get sort of a harmonious bite of flavor whenever you are eating. So you need uh, whatever uh, meat you want to use. That has to come with a sauce that pairs against it. You want some onions or some pickles in there to get the tang to bite through the fattiness. Uh, Your bread should not be sweet if the ingredients already are or vice versa. You Uh want textures in there. There's a bit of science behind the building of a burger uh, that needs to be considered. What should never go on our hamburger? Again, no such thing. You can put any <laughs> I've had in Australia in particular, we put beetroot and pineapple on our burgers, Ooh, which wow. is sacrilegious for folks. <laughs> I've had peanut butter on <gasps> burgers before, which is delicious. Oh, oh my. I mean, can you think of any ingredients that don't go well? Chocolate. Chocolate bar? Chocolate, chocolate, a chocolate thing could work. Uh, I don't know how, but my, like chocolate <laughs> and chili are a great combination. So you can bring that mm-hmm. together. Like a mole sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, so let me ask you this question. With the peanut butter mm-hmm. on the burger, yes. what bread would you have on that? Or you, you, you want to stay well away from things like brioche, mm-hmm. too sweet against your peanut butter, but maybe a uh, maybe just like a pretzel bun uh, or a potato bun would, would go together well. You need something with some structure but not too sweet. Look at that. If I wasn't terribly <laughs> allergic to nuts, I might try that. I might. I might. I don't know. Um, okay. What was the best burger you ever ate and where did you have it? The best ever question in any category of <laughs> always extraordinarily difficult. I'm a new parent, so it's like saying, who's your favourite child? <laughs> but one of you just laughed as if you know you do have a favourite child. Okay. Move on. We'll continue on. We'll continue on. Uh, two answers come to mind immediately. One of them is here in New York City. Uh, it's from a place called um, uh, M- Emily. Emily loves Oh, pizza. I've heard about this. It's really good. It is a pizza shop that decided one day to do a burger and blew it out of the water. Might might be the best burger in the city. It's dry-aged beef, uh, caramelised onions, pickle, American cheese, pretzel bun, and then a sauce that is very much a secret. (laughs) It must have illicit drugs inside the sauce. They won't admit so. uh, and the other one comes from a, a food market in London called the Maltby Street Markets. Yeah. I don't know if it exists anymore. I haven't been there in five or six years. But it was a burger called the Dirty Streaker. <laughs> and it was there specifically to give you a heart attack because <laughs> it was a beef patty made with 14 different ingredients, marinated in a barbecue marinade, uh, which had 15 different ingredients, 
peri-peri sauce was everywhere. Cheeky bacon was together, brioche bun, and it was all cooked in the same pan together at the same time. So it had to be held together with a big steak knife (laughs) speared down through the entire burger just so that you could eat it. It was it was amazing, but it was sort of a uh, a one and done type burger. Wow! Otherwise, you would literally kill yourself eating that too often. <laughs> so, so hold on, I'm confused. You said it was held together with a steak knife. Did you pick the burger up with the steak knife and eat around the steak knife? Uh, for the first half, and then you just got to go all natural with your hands <laughs> for the second half and, 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 and attack it the best you can. Wow! 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 That's amazing. That that do, is. Do you remember burgers like this? Do you do you have like a seminal burger moment? Myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And I will give it. And and I don't think it's about necessarily the taste of the burger. There's a place in Marblehead, Massachusetts called Maddie's. It's a if you want to get drunk, just order their gin and tonic. It is probably four, uh, four. Glasses of alcohol in one cup, okay? But uh, their burger, beautifully cooked, um, very simple, just ketchup on a uh, grilled bun with the most delicious fries you'd ever have because they you, they put the fries in the same oil that they put the fish in. Mm. So it's almost like a fish and chips. Mm. It is the most simple deconstructed burger ever. But it's the place that I went with my mother whenever I would visit. And all of her ladies who lunch were there. That's what was special about it. So for me, that is the best hamburger, which is still not a sandwich, but that was the best hamburger. <laughs> well, let's unpack this very quickly. Let's unpack this because is, is the only reason the burger is not a sandwich for you the dinner time element? Or is it, does it have something to do with the actual ingredients and structure of the dish itself? I feel like it's more hearty. It's I more feel like it's a, it's a more hearty meal than a stupid, ridiculous ham and cheese sandwich. Like a ham and cheese sandwich is like, okay. Like my father's favorite meal was a ham and cheese sandwich. I mean, aim higher. Do something bigger. Like really? So, so the burger to me is something that can not only be at lunch, but can be at dinner. And it's something that I go, okay, so I had it for dinner. I'm satisfied. It's an event. Whereas a ham and cheese sandwich is something that I could just take with me in the car and eat it and not even think about it. It's like a nothing food. To me, a sandwich is a nothing food. I feel like we need a Philly cheesesteak for dinner or a pastrami sandwich. I I would have a Philly cheesesteak for dinner because it it is a hearty, it's hearty. Pastrami, you're you're pushing it. You're pushing it with pastrami. (laughs) (laughs) Cheesesteak's <laughs> not a sandwich either. What? What's not a sandwich? Well, Philly cheesesteak is not a sandwich to you. There is vegetables involved. There's cheese. There's a delicious, and it's it's a longer piece of bread. It's almost a baguette. And then if you add some fries to it next to it, that is a dinner meal. That is not a sandwich. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to disagree with Mary on this one. I think I'm being. I think. Because of Ben's expertise, I'm kind of being tipped over to the other side. I know it's, Kerry, it's like Terry. What was the barrier for you? What was the thing that stopped burgers from being sandwiches? For you? I I hate to be shapist, but I think it was the roundness of the bun. 
for some reason. Like it doesn't seem like bread to me, even though I know it's bread. So there was something about that that doesn't feel like a sandwich to me. Even though I know there are hot, like, and to me, a sandwich is, even though I like grilled cheese, obviously, a sandwich is cold or, I don't know, it's something a little bit different. Mm. Um, but I'm starting to go over, you guys. I'm start, I think I'm being, uh, you know, when you have an expert of Ben's caliber with the lawyer, throw in the lawyer training in there too. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I, I need a nap now. <laughs> In Canada, uh, does Chick-fil-A sell chicken sandwiches or chicken burgers? They just came. I've never been to a Chick-fil-A either, but they've just come up to – I know they're here in Toronto now. I'm pretty sure they list them as chicken sandwiches. Okay. There you go, Matthew. And the chicken sandwich is a round bun Okay. warm chicken on the inside. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now we're taking our advice from Chick-fil-A? Where are we as a society? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> in, this part of, in this part of the world. So I'm saying the element of the burger, the round burger is the same as the round chicken sandwich. No, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I have to give it some more thought. But I think I'm, I'm being – I'm going over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still – Matt and I are still uh, – well, I won't speak for Matt, but I'm very much on the fence. I can see how it could be, and I can see how someone like Mary would say it is not. But I'm also the kind of person that if you say, is that glass half full or half empty, I will say it's in the middle. <laughs> like, I'm a party sensitor. Mm-hmm. I am the, like – yeah. Kelly, please never – Ever meet my father? When you sit on the <laughs> fence, with, you, when you sit on the fence with him, instead of saying "get off the fence," his phrase is "take the splinters out of your ass." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Was he from Boston? Yeah. Matt, are you still on the fence? I I think. I think I'm starting to lean uh, yes and no. I think I am technically on the fence, but it's more in the, I'm starting to go in the, it's a what you want it to be mindset of earlier, also you know, like the Zaplansky defense. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it's, you know, like if you want it to be a sandwich, it's a sandwich. If you want it to be something else, it's something else. Because I, the more I, I listen to people talking, the more you know, personal the experience with the food is, and that that's the thing with food in general. It's mm-hmm. a it's a relationship that you have with this meal, and if it needs to be a sandwich and that gives you comfort, then it's a sandwich. If it needs to be a burger, is a separate thing, then that's what it is. You know, like I, there's this one George Motts who I watch his videos on YouTube, burger connoisseur. He had for him burgers are like a religious experience. He documents burgers across America, and I think if I told him burgers were a sandwich, he'd punch me. Uh, But (laughs) but you know, and for him, it can't. I don't think he could ever say, "Oh, it's a sandwich." But I think yeah, I think it comes down to it is what you feel it is, and so it's yes and no. It's like Schrodinger's burger in a way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that go ahead, yeah. Matt, you're definitely onto something because as, as much bravado as I say, yes, a burger is a sandwich with, on every single tour that I run, I wrap it up, and this is a spoiler alert, you should still come on my tours anyway when you're in New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, wrap it up by saying um, 
You actually can't define burgers or you cannot define sandwiches generally by rules. It's impossible. And I've been trying to figure out rules for the past five years. It's impossible because sandwiches or food generally, they're not rules. They're not ingredients. They're not how we cut or construct them. Uh, sandwiches or burgers are their very own experiences. Mm. And that experience is going to be different for each and every one of us based on so many factors about ourselves, like where you are from, where your parents are from, what you grew up eating. And, of course, mm-hmm. language and culture play a huge part in that. But even small things like the weather or music when you eat, of course, they're going to play a part too. But what I really like to try and get uh, across, which is something you just touched on, Matt, is uh, the most important thing about a sandwich or your experience generally is who you share it with. It's why we cut most of them in half so they can be shared <laughs> with others. It should never really be seen as a food of convenience only. It's a wonderful dish that brings people together to share, both because there's a nostalgic element to it, but also because almost every country has its own version. And that means that even if you can't speak each other's native tongue, you can always speak sandwich or always <laughs> speak burger with each other because the sandwich is the universal language and mm. is what you make of it yourself which is what you were just saying there, Matt. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Nice. That's fantastic. I still think it's not a sandwich. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so we have a couple more questions for you. Uh, we want you to talk about the hamburger being called a Liberty sandwich or Liberty steaks during World War II. And who started that? So, uh, spoiler alert again, uh, you guys gave me a heads up about that question, and I actually had to research it myself. I've never heard of it. Uh, but it is one of the many stories of ludicrousness involved with food and involved with sandwiches specifically. So, the Liberty Sandwich was essentially during World War One here in America. Um, obviously, there was some, uh, how do I say it, anti-German sentiment. Uh As we explained earlier, the hamburger goes back to a German invention. And so America did not want to promote German culture here. And so quite simply, uh, the Americans decided to start calling it a Liberty sandwich rather than a hamburger to disassociate the food uh, with the German community. It's similar vibes to the freedom fries uh, (laughs) that were invented during the Iraq war about Mm -hmm. a decade or so ago. So that's ba- that's basically it. It didn't catch on very well, at least not after the war was done, because mm-hmm. uh, I'd never even heard of it until 48 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna bring it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finally, this is what I'm. This is literally, we're all gonna go into therapy after this. Uh, and finally, is this is the big question of the day? This is my. Um, here we go. Is a hot dog. A sandwich. You would not believe how much discussion there is on this question on the internet. It is a rabbit hole I suggest you all get into. But before I answer, I want to know from the four of you, because this is literally my job. It always boils down to the hot dog. So how do you four feel about that question? Absolutely not. No, not a sandwich. (laughs) Okay. Because the bread's connected. Why not, Kelly? Because I it's feel like it's a connectivity issue for me. On so if one you rip it apart, book. if you rip it apart and it's two separate pieces, then it would be a sandwich. But if it's connected, it's not a sandwich. Hmm. So Kelly, Kelly, Subway doesn't sell sandwiches because they're connected. 
But then is a hot dog a sub? Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 I agree. A hot dog is a sub. I will give that to you. A hot dog is a sub. And sub is the abbreviation of submarine sandwich. Therefore, oh, a hot circle marriage. <laughs> but in Massachusetts, we call it a sub. There is no sandwich. Yeah. It's a sub. Not Everyone to be confused. Else? A submarine. My 10-year-old son, we had this very intense discussion about this, believe it or not, and I like how he phrases it. He says a hot dog is a different genre of sandwich. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go with that. It's in the sandwich mm-hmm. universe, but it is a different mm-hmm. genre of sandwich. And I quite like it. Mm-hmm. Matt? Yeah. I, I think I think I, I think the genre of sandwich idea works. It's, it's a sandwich, but it's doing its own thing and it's a little bit unique. <laughs> I mean, I've had hot dogs like literally around. The, I had an Icelandic hot dog. Mm-hmm. I've had hot dogs over in, in Europe. They're all a little bit different. They all remix it a bit. And uh, yeah, so I, I think genre is a good way of, of putting it. Yes, it's a sandwich, but it's kind of its own own jam. <laughs> I I will have to also add counselor another piece of it that i don't agree with the hot dog is spherical it is not flat meat it is cylindrical it is a, so sorry whatever there's the teacher uh, uh it is it, it's not flat and i feel like sandwich has to be flat huh. so meatball subs are not oh. sandwiches because they're, they're spherical balls they're subs and a meatball sub is something i'd eat for dinner <laughs> If you slice your hot dog wiener, it becomes a sandwich because it's then flat. Oh, see, there's so many ways to get around it. I think I'm having. I think I'm having a stroke. In in Quebec, that is how they prepare it. My mom grew up in Quebec. They cut the hot dog. They they fry it. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I, oh, did you notice how I perfectly did not answer the question that you asked? <laughs> <laughs> that's the lawyer training, and that's the uh, that's the sandwich debate we have every class. I love this. This is literally my job. Can you believe that? It's so cool. It's Wonderful. so amazing. Oh my god, it's great. Go ahead, Carrie. I was just going to ask Ben, like, what? This is not the way I want to say it, but what kind of people go on your tour? Like, what? Like, you must meet. There must be such an eclectic mix. I'm just but curious. I, I met people from literally all across the world. The one thing that connects them is either a love of sandwiches, of course, or also um, an errand of adventure to them. Mm. When you come to New York, choosing to spend your limited time doing a sandwich tour <laughs> versus a really big name event is about a, a step uh, outside of the norm. But I think that um, I try to sell the experiences or pitch the experiences as just two hours of banter, of fun. You're going to eat really well. Uh, you're going to learn some history of the city at the same time to justify it. Uh, and you're going to have this fun debate. So it's more than just a food and eating tour. You're going to think and enjoy and interact. So that's the adventurous spirit that uh, brings my guests together. Or they are married to a sandwich fan and they've just been dragged away. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other 
Uh, <laughs> you're going to say married to a sandwich, uh, which would be weird. Although, if I could be married to a food, uh, I would be married <laughs> to the bologna sandwich at Ocheval in Chicago. Mm. I would. Mm. I love my boyfriend, but that sandwich, um, I might love more. Mm. <laughs> I got one here in New York as well. It's in a hell of a place. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> bologna. So... Is it like the bologna you get in the weird plastic packages in the store? Or is no, it- at, at Oshaban Chicago, it is like fried proper. It has cheese on it. It has this beautiful buttery bun. Get it with the fries and go alone. That's funny. Ben, have you ever had like a down-to-down fight? Between two people, like over something, have you had like a major debate that you had to like mediate? Do you see what I did there? I mean, there's there's never been a physical altercation, but but things get heated. People don't know that they have strong opinions about sandwiches until you start pressing them about it and defensive walls come up. It's actually, it's the best. When, When I just get to sit back and people have a go at each other across the group or across the Zoom screen, uh, they do they do the debate for me and it goes naturally. So absolutely, yes, I've had people uh, biting each other's heads off. I just thought it was a great idea. I think Ben and Mary should have their own podcast called The Sandwich Press. Oh. Where they just each other. Uh, Interesting. Spin-off. A spinoff. Mary, my people will reach out to your people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we can have an arbitrator that will will see who's correct. It's, and none of, it's in interesting there. how Matt and Ben and Kelly and myself all agree because we're all from the Commonwealth countries and Mary's off on her own. <laughs> I'm just saying. it is true it's true Mm -hmm. i understand Mm -hmm. that's fine it's okay and i will be sitting here with my (laughs) non-sandwich and some french fries enjoying myself (laughs) alone i've got one more more test for you mary yes Uh, in and out in and out burger right yeah we have it Mm -hmm. yep they sell the protein style, which is lettuce leaves oh. instead of instead of buns. Ah, uh, okay. What category? Does, what category does that fit in the food? It's a salad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a salad, and I would eat that for dinner. Oh my! You eat salads for dinners, but not sandwiches. Come on now. No, because you can do salad with a bit of the protein and then the starch can be potato or French fries. It is very keto friendly and because I'm on high blood pressure medication, very high blood pressure friendly. So that is a good choice, but it is a salad. And you know why? Because there's lettuce. There's lettuce. It's not a sandwich. But a Caesar salad is a sandwich because of the croutons. No, it is absolutely Unequivocally not. It is a salad. It is, it is no. The croutons, no. So I'm supposed to take the little chicken that is cut in this Caesar salad and I'm supposed to 
put two little croutons on top, put a piece of romaine and the chicken and eat it like a tiny little Smurf sandwich? Are you, are you mad? No. You don't need to. You can have an open face sandwich. Just place it on the stop, stop it. Oh, my God, I'm getting hives. I, I am literally breaking out. Oh my Absolutely God. not, Ben. But I will go on your tour because I do spend lots of time in New York, and there might be the first time that there's a altercation between you and me. Pow! <laughs> back, social distancing. Amazing. Oh, my yes. goodness. Thank you so much, Ben, for joining us today. This has been awesome. I've never seen Mary so worked up. This is great. My absolute, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Ben. This was so, tons of fun. Uh, I've absolutely loved it. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. This debate is so much fun. Uh, if you find yourselves in New York, definitely join me on an A Man and His Sandwich tour. And if you can't make it to New York, again, I do this as an online cooking class as well. So join your friends, family, or your work team for an hour on Zoom with me, make a sandwich and debate hot dogs, burgers, tacos, and the rest. Oh, my gosh. I That got tense with Ben. <laughs> a hot topic. But I'm taking his tour. I'm taking his tour. Mm -hmm. I totally want to take that tour. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love that. I love a food tour. I'm all about a food tour. It's a great way to see a city and then eat things. It's... And last time I went to New York, we went to a few different restaurants, and all of them were, like, historic, but not actually good. So right. it's like, Barbara Streisand ate here, but it's still not that tasty. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think the food tours are really good. I'm definitely on board for that next time I go to New York. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's so much history and so much, so much culture. And, you yeah. know, it's a melting pot, not to sound cliche, but mm -hmm. there's so many, you know, I think it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm down. We might fight the whole time, though, Ben and I <laughs> might say, no, I rest my case. No, I rest my case. It could be that the whole time. And his Australian accent. And his I Australian can't. accent. But I think if we're going on that Ben Golan walking tour, you are getting a really good, you're getting good food everywhere you go. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want to sign up for that. Absolutely. All righty, yeah, Matt. Do all we right. have a drum roll for the <sighs> final uh -oh. tally? Should we just all do it on our desks as best yeah. we can? <laughs> all right, friends. We have done six episodes for Order Up, focusing on the question of is a hamburger a sandwich? And I'm ready to reveal the results. <clears throat> Based on the guests we've had on our show and everyone in this Zoom, our hosts included, we have concluded on order up that yes, a hamburger is a sandwich. The yes side wins. <laughs> Mary's crying. Mary. <laughs> Am I the only person that that felt there wasn't a sandwich? Am I the only one? Do I stand alone? I, by myself alone you might because i really wasn't sure and now the more guests we've had and the more i've learned about the history and the more i've heard people plead their case i'm starting to think it's a sandwich mare i'm still i'm still in maybe 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 for me it's not a sandwich but for you 
It can be what it wants to be. Oh, there you go. Right in. A little <laughs> tune change there. A little tune change. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, we are going to dive in next time on Order Up. We've got six episodes coming at you with a whole new question. You're going to have to wait and find out to hear what it is. But we're going to dive into a new food topic. Although I think from last episode uh, is cereal soup. I think that's a great, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I'd like to vote for one. that one for the next six. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye. Bye. Order Up is hosted and produced by Matt Ardill. Mary Kennedy. Larry Hain. Kelly Zanekis. And original music is by Rebecca McDonald. 